Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Thursday edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Excellent. How are you? I'm good. Good. That was very nicely done. Thank you very much. You're a true artisan with the car squealing. Let's get started with our stories. All right. Speaking of cars, uh, the other day we mentioned that minivans would be available to bring guests to and from the uh, Orlando International Airport. Uh, It has just been announced that um, the minivan service has been expanded to additional resort hotels near the Walt Disney World or on the Walt Disney World property. Uh, So you can now add the minivan if you are staying at the Swan and Dolphin, the Four Seasons Resort Orlando, uh, any of the Disney Springs Resort area hotels, which include the Bee Resort and Spa, Best Western Lake Buena Vista, Doubletree Suites by Hilton, Hilton Orlando Buena Vista Palace, Hilton Orlando Lake Buena Vista, the Holiday Inn Orlando, Wyndham Lake Buena Vista, and the Wyndham Garden Lake Buena Vista. Uh, Additionally, the Bonnet Creek Resorts, Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek, Waldorf Astoria Orlando, and the Wyndham Grand Orlando Resort Bonnet Creek, and the Flamingo Crossings Resorts, Spring Hill Suites Orlando, and Town Place Suites Orlando. Um, This is an additional add-on that must be arranged through your travel agent, or through the Disney Reservation Center. The cost is uh, $150 each way. There's a maximum number of guests uh, per vehicle of six. A maximum number of bags is six medium-sized suitcases. Gratuities are not included, and booking must be made three days prior to pickup. Whew. Right. Yeah. Um, We talked about that a little bit yesterday. $150 each way seems steep. Um, it did say that you can get up to three car seats in there, so that's a plus for people. But when we have wanted that sort of more personalized single service, we have uh, gotten an Uber. So just for funsies, I looked up what the cost for an Uber would be. Um, online there are Uber calculators, so if you were going to take a Uber, and it would be an Uber XL because that would fit that six people and six suitcases from the Orlando airport to, I put in, the Swan and Dolphin was included, so I put that in there. It is $35 plus gratuity. So $35 versus uh, $150. Um, If you want one with a car seat, it's $44 for the Uber XL with car seat. So if you have multiple children that you need car seats for, then this would not work, but if you just have one, that's fine. And if you're just two people and you just want to call a taxi and its size doesn't matter, uh, an actual regular yellow taxi is $30 plus a tip. Just so you know, size always matters. Sure. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you really want the polka dots, go for it. But otherwise, I don't know, just call the Uber. Yep. Uh, next story is a merchandise Disney Cruise Line story. They have released Pandora charms that are exclusive to the Disney Cruise Line. They are adorned with the logos of each of the ships in the fleet, the magic, the wonder, the dream, and the fantasy. They are sterling silver charms, and they are only available on their corresponding ship. Yeah, that's cool, except now they've given you another reason to sail. Uh, They did not list the price, though. I might have to check out that price when we go on our dream cruise in... January, because I do like those. Yes. In additional cruise merchandise news, uh, Disney Parks Wishables are now available on the cruise line. So what's a wishable? 
Uh, it's a tiny little stuffed animal. Um, maybe it is two and a half, three inches in size. Looks like a normal-sized human can uh, fit three of them in their hand. They have so, those sort of button-style eyes, the big like black eyes with the one little like white dot in them. Yep. Yeah, they are cute. But go so, ahead. Uh, they feature Captain Mickey, Captain Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, and Goofy in nautical get-ups. Um, Mickey and Minnie are sold what is called as an open edition, which means you know what you are buying. Uh, the remaining characters are sold in a blind bag, so you purchase a bag, you open it up, you see who you got. You could buy six of them and end up with six Plutos. I don't know what anyone would want to do with six Plutos. Yeah, that's when it gets tricky, is when you're trying for that last one. Right. And you keep getting the same thing. Um, I am not a merchandise person, but you just talked about two things that I would like to have. You like the Wishables, They're huh? so cute. And to think, I bought you the Lego in the blind bag, the Disney character Lego. Yeah, especially, I mean, if these were just regular Mickey and Minnie's um, and their friends, I don't know that I'd be as into it, but these nautical-inspired ones are extra cute. Yes, and if you do purchase them uh, and you document your adventures with them, uh, they want you to use the hashtag Disney Park Wishables. Hmm, interesting. And yes. it's Disney Parks Wishables. Disney Park if you put Disney Park Wishables, no one's going to get to no, see it. I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. No problem. Um, next up, we have some Disneyland Paris news. I never care, so I'll let you handle that. Excellent. So it has been noted that Disneyland Paris will not be installing holiday lights on Les Châteaux de la Belle à Bois Dormant, or as we call it here in America, Sleeping Beauty's Castle. <laughs> um, the castle, castle usually has bright twinkling lights on each of its spire roofs. Uh, they don't do like uh, the Magic Kingdom and coat every bit of surface in oh, lights. That's it's, a shame. Oh God, no! That are you kidding? That starts in August. I know, but it's so it is gorgeous. beautiful when it's done. Um, so in France, they do it what I call the right way. They just do the spires. Uh, so the reason they are not having it this year, there have been three conflicting uh, reports. Uh, the first one is that uh, there were technical difficulties with the lights. The second was that there are financial constraints uh, with the lights, and the third reason is that. Um, the castle will be undergoing an in-depth refurbishment, uh, and if a, which was, I guess, scheduled at one point, and then due to financial constraints was placed on back burners, but now this is back uh, in the forefront. And if approved, this refurbishment would include replacement of the turret, turrets, a uh, fresh coat of paint, possibly a new color scheme like they just uh, did in Disneyland, repairs to the castle stage, and this refurbishment would take up to two years. Now, in a... Uh, companion story, Disneyland Paris has announced new projection mappings for the holidays. Uh, starting November 15th of this year, there will be a new tree lighting ceremony and projection mapping show that will take place across the Central Plaza and Town Square, which is at the end of Main Street, USA. All right. I mean, I think it's probably a combination of those reasons why they may have taken it away. I mean, if they have, certain, if they have a certain budget for it and there's technical difficulties... Then it runs into financial constraints because now you have to try to, you know, figure out what the problem is. And maybe it's not worth it also if you have a refurbishment planned. So, I mean, they could all tie together. Right. But uh, that's exciting for them. The projection mapping is beautiful. Uh, we just, um, I mean, we had watched the Halloween one at Disney World a couple of weeks ago on TV. And then my sister and brother-in-law are there now and they uh, Facebook streamed it or whatever. 
they did. Right. And I don't know their story. Um, and just seeing it again, it really is magnificent. So uh, hopefully it'll be as beautiful in Paris. Yes. In another story that Cheryl does not care much about, uh, there is going to be a six-episode uh, show on Disney Plus called The Imagineering Story. It is a brand new original series by Disney. It was initially discussed during a panel at D23 in 2015, and it was supposed to be a movie. Uh, and then it was decided that the show would be lengthened and turned into a six-issue series, which is now uh, debuting in November. Uh, it is from Academy Award-nominated director Leslie Iwerks, and it will chronicle the history of Walt, Digi Walt Disney Imagineering uh, and their almost 70-year history and what they've gone through in creating, uh, creating, designing, and building 12 Disney theme parks around the world. So um, it's it's going to be pretty cool. I'm always, you know, I, I have the Imagineering, Imagineering Field Guide books, which get into the backstory and the history of the parks and why they do certain things and all of the pluses and weenies that they have and, you know, why the paint is, you know, why the sidewalk is red in one area and white in another and... and uh, I, I live for that. <laughs> and Cheryl doesn't really care. Not that much. No. Uh, let's see. So what I do care about, I found this exceptionally interesting. So Central Florida theme, the Central Florida theme park injury reports for the third quarter of 2019 have been released. Uh, I've never heard of this. Apparently, let's see, hold on. I have the details here. Apparently, amusement parks and fairs are subject to inspection from the state of Florida, but permanent facilities that employ at least 1,000 full-time employees and maintain full-time in-house safety inspectors um, don't have to be inspected, but they do have to list all of the quarterly incidents. And then this, it's like public information, so they release this thing, and it doesn't just have Disney World. It has Universal on there, too, um, Legoland, Busch Gardens, and SeaWorld. And when I actually open this 43-page document, it's not just um, the third quarter injury report. It goes all the way back to October of 2001 hmm. that you can go back and read all of these. So, I mean, I suppose if you, like, keep up, you know, every quarter and you read them, then, right. you know, this is old news. But I just find it, found it completely fascinating. So uh, maybe Tony can uh, post the link if I give it to him. Sure. Um, but the ones in... This report were, let's see, July 3rd of 2019 on the Navi River Journey. A 83-year-old man was injured his hip entering the attraction. Boy, boy, that's a shock, huh? Right. I know these are completely mundane, but I don't know why. I just found them so interesting. Um, July 5th, Expedition Everest, a 40-year-old female had a seizure after experiencing the attraction. On the 9th, Mission Space, a 34-year-old male guest with a history of motion sickness became ill after riding. On the 21st, uh, Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid, a 69-year-old female guest with pre-existing medical conditions had a seizure after experiencing the attraction. Uh, let's see, the 23rd, Tomorrowland Indy Speedway, a 75-year-old male guest fell loading onto the attraction, had multiple abrasions and contusions. Uh, August 19th, Star Tours, a 40-year-old male guest with pre-existing medical conditions, had a seizure and fell after riding. There's a lot of seizures. Uh, let's see, what else do they have here? Expedition Everest in September, a 45-year-old female guest fell ill with a migraine and vomiting on the 22nd. The uh, same day, no less. September 22nd. Yes, the female they were both. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Castaway Creek, 44-year-old female guest experienced sudden memory loss. How do you get sudden memory loss riding on a lazy river? Might not be due to... So a lot of these, you know, that's why they mention pre-existing conditions is because a lot of these might have nothing to do actually with the attraction, but it still requires, you know, medical help to be brought in. If you're suddenly disoriented and you don't know where you are, or, you know, you have memory loss, they bring in... This, this one doesn't say she had a pre-existing condition, so essentially what happened is she was on Castaway Creek and, and forgot which stop she was supposed to get off and couldn't remember anything. I disagree, and I think you're being a jerk, but anyway, let's move on. All right. Um, on Peter Pan's flight, a four-year-old male, you want to make fun of him? With pre-existing medical conditions, had a seizure after experiencing the attraction. Um, what's Punga Racers? Uh, that's oh, that's in part. Universal. Yeah, we don't, we don't. No, we don't care about that. But anyway, there's, um, you know, loads and loads of this. And when I went all the way back to October of 20, um, 2001, there's almost nothing there. It's a lot of um, non-reported. So I'm not sure if things, um, if they didn't really have to report at the beginning or they just buried a lot of stuff. I don't really know. But um, it increases as the years go along. Yeah, it's very cool. It's, it's kind of like my other thing I like to do. I like to go out and read, like... Uh, National Transportation Safety Board airplane crash reports. Oh, fun. And and I'll go through like a 600-page document and I'm just transfixed. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I it's fun. I mean, it's not fun. <laughs> it's interesting. It's but very it's, interesting. Yeah, it is. What else have we got? So back to merchandise, your favorite. Ugh. So, okay, now where does reading injury reports rank on your list now? We know you like to read about food. You like to read about merchandise. I'm putting injury reports as number two behind food. Okay. Well, look for that every quarter coming from Cheryl now. <laughs> In three months, you might not want to tune into that episode because Cheryl's going to read some more injury reports. I will bore you. Um, Let's see. In merchandise news, the mini ear headbands and Mickey Santa hat have been uh, previewed on Disney Styles Instagram stories. And then it also looks like some of that, the Minnie Mouse ear headband ornaments, oh, just the ornaments, I'm sorry, um, that the Minnie Mouse ear headband ornaments arrived at um, Disney Studios. So a bunch of new Christmas things coming out. You'll start to see all of that um, around the park. It's not long. So uh, what was shown on Instagram are peppermint candy cane ears on top of a bright red headband with a sparkly green bow in the center. They also have the Santa Mickey flannel hat. Which is very cool. It's a uh, flannel hat. <laughs> Whoa! With Mickey amazing. Ears. Uh, it's like what a lumberjack would wear. Yeah, I guess that's cute. I liked the traditional well, Mickey hat that you got. What, like two years ago? Oh, and it had the light up. Um, the light up lights. Light up, bulbs. Well, obviously <laughs> lights, right? Yeah, bulbs, um, Christmas bulbs on it. That was cute. And then they have a Minnie and Mickey gingerbread candy ears. So the ears are actually shaped like Minnie and Mickey heads, uh, looking like gingerbread cookies. And then the mini flannel ear headband. Oh, that's cute. It's um the red and black. Is that gingham? I don't know. Flannel. flannel. And then it has the plush, fluffy, like, inside liner to your slippers kind of stuff. I don't know what you call that. Like, lamb's wool um, around the inside of the band. And then that's what the bow is made out of. You've just used two words I've, I've never, ever comprehended. Gingham and lamb's wool. <laughs> Uh, those were cute. They yep. are. They're probably worth the increased, and they're probably even more than that, right? I was going to say they're probably worth the increased twenty nine ninety nine. I believe they're coming in at twenty nine ninety nine, but All there right. were no prices listed. Okay. I like those too. Add those to the list of stuff I want. And oh. then I had mentioned the uh, ear headband ornaments. Those are at Disney Studios at the Days of Christmas store, and they have that same peppermint candy ears 
um, on a red headband. Well, that's that's an ornament. It's an ornament. Oh, okay. It has a little string on it. All right, cute. Yeah. And that's sixteen ninety nine. So unless it's popular, unless it's popular, then they're going to make it eighteen ninety nine. Does it actually say that in the story? No, that was that was my little editorial. Oh, aren't you uh, funny on that? Yeah. And then in uh, merchandise, <coughs> excuse me, merchandise that I would actually <coughs> actually wear. There is a new uh, Three Caballeros shirt in the Mexico Pavilion. Um, it has Donald Duck, Jose Carioca, and Panchito uh, standing in front of the pavilion's Mesoamerican pyramid. And uh, it comes in a light blue and uh, gray. Is that Heather Gray? Yeah, he- well, Heathered is usually like the mix of the like white and gray together. Like you see oh. the fabric sort right. of together. Well, there's another term I never knew before. But that yeah, might be a Heather Gray. Um, so the only other stories I have, I wanted to touch back on the Galaxy's Edge food that was just released. Uh, it's been tried. So there were three new things. They were, let's see, the pork rinds. The, what were they called? The, the krill. The krill pork rinds. Um, apparently they're very bad. They're stale and they don't taste like cinnamon and they're expensive. It's seven ninety nine. So you should stay away from those. Um, the chocolate popcorn with the crate salt. Though that got good reviews. It was good. It was it's $6.49 and apparently worth it. And then the charcuterie tray at Olga's, that's $21 and it got a meh. So, I, like, you know, you don't have to stay away. But for $21, that's a lot. Well, it's not a lot maybe compared to how much they're charging for their drinks, but it's a lot. What about the Ronto Les Gordon uh, garden wrap? I haven't heard that much about that one. Oh. I mean, it looks pretty good, right? It's a plant-based sausage. Yeah, all the the plant-based foods seem to be getting very good reviews. Yeah. That actually does look good. I haven't tried any plant-based meat yet. I would say I would eat that, but like I just, I would just eat it with the regular, I mean, you can get that, I think, with the the actual sausage, right? Yes. So I think I would just stick with the regular sausage. Um, And then my other story, do I have another story? I thought I did. You're not still drunk from yesterday, are you? (laughs) No. No, I'm fine. No, I guess I don't. Oh, yes, I did. It was another food story. Um, Over at the Polynesian, they have a new beverage that looks divine. It's a tropical wine slush, and it's made with Moscato and Liloki juice. Do you know how to say that? Uh, No, I did. Loki juice sounds like something you would have to drink in the Avengers. Likoi juice? Anyway, it's like Pog. Do you know what Pog stands for? It's the Pog juice. Do you remember what the pog juice is? I don't. It's pineapple orange guava. You can get oh, it like on the cruise and yes. you can get it in the Polynesian. So it's similar to that in that um, orangey, very sweet sort of color. Um, and that's $9, which is kind of a bargain. So I would like to pop in there and get one next time we're in Disney World. Duly noted. All right, then. All right. So that's pretty much our show for today. If you're a friend of the show, make sure you also friend us on Facebook uh, in our Disney Drive Time podcast page. Mm-hmm. Go out to iTunes, give us a review under the Two Dudes Talking Disney uh, banner. That's that's where we are. And uh, you have anything else to add? That's all I got. All right, so until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>